Welcome to the Focus Today podcast with Perry Atkinson. And uh, always a delight to have Brad Dekas with us. He's one of our frontline warrior friends, and he and his organization just do an excellent job. He's the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, and you can go to uh, pji.org and support them. Uh, they are doing marvelous work all over the country, and in particular here in the Pacific Northwest, taking on cases, most of them pro bono standing for truth. And so pacificjustice.org, pji.org, go there. Brad, good to see you, friend. How are you? Oh, doing great, Perry. How you doing? Good. Good to see you. I, I, I'm going to just lean on your um, attorney brain just for a moment. <laughs> Does the Attorney General of New York have a case against Donald Trump? No, he doesn't. And I, I don't say that based on what I want to uh, be the outcome, but rather just objectively looking at it, uh, the facts. Uh, first off, uh, you know, what he's being uh, accused of uh, criminally uh, is, first off, is not a crime. It's not a crime to settle with someone who has an allegation or an accusation uh, for purpose, for, for personal purposes, for your family, et cetera. That is not illegal at all. Um, what the, the allegation is dealing with allegedly using uh, campaign money uh, to pay off someone for campaign purposes, non-disclosure. Um, the FEC, uh, Federal Election Commission, looked at that, said, no, there's nothing there. 14 agencies were beckoned to look at it. They said there's nothing there. Uh, the, de the Department of Justice uh, looked at it. There's nothing there. Uh, and so he decides, though, nonetheless, after all this time goes by, to file a lawsuit alleging um, a violation of election law uh, from the, for, this, um, you know, for the state of, um, of, of New York. Um, so they, this is way out. Uh, in addition, we're looking at a violation uh, or expiration of the statute of limitations uh, uh, kicking in and expiring. Uh, so there's also, a, it's probably will be booted out on that, I believe. And then, then you have the witnesses. There's three witnesses, all three of them have terrible track records of lying. Uh, you know, Cohn is, is the, well, used to be the attorney working there for the White House. Uh, he's, he's been convicted of perjury. Uh, he's been caught lying multiple times. Uh, the other person was a, as a convict. Uh, the other person is convict, or is, has been found to be uh, non-trustworthy. So in fact, the uh, Mr. Bragg, the, the district attorney Bragg, he, he himself acknowledged just several months ago that one of these witnesses is not trustworthy. So this is a complete sham. It's a disgrace. And that's why you have people like Alan Dershowitz, uh, someone who's from the on the left or not left, on, who's liberal yeah. from Harvard and others coming out saying this is a sham. It's a complete breach of tr public trust. And uh, this this district attorney uh, Briggs uh, should be uh, should be ashamed of himself for what he's doing. One other question, we'll move on. It appears that he has uh, he's put together a grand jury. The grand jury is only as good as the information that they're given or the people that they interview. And if they don't interview all the right people or get all of the facts or get all of the information, if the DA withholds information and they make a decision to convict, and then it goes to trial, and they find out in the trial that the district attorney had information but didn't give it to the grand jury. Is he liable? 
at the very least, he would he could lose his license at the very least uh, for this kind of clear unethical action if he knowingly, deliberately withheld information. Uh, for that, I would say he was he's a candidate for for a complete disbarment. Um, I'm not. I would not be surprised if that is what he's he's doing. Uh, this is a cutthroat politician who uh, is uh, unfortunately serving in a in the capacity as a district attorney. Uh, but this is something that I would not be surprised to to uh, to find out. Yeah. It sort of almost reminds me of the January sixth debacle, where now it's discovered that uh, all this information was there, which would have exonerated these people that have already pled out with guilty pleas. Uh, without having this information made available to them, which would have shown how they were not guilty and how they were lied to about what the evidence was. Uh, this is uh, it, it's, it's just outrageous when yeah. we see this kind of politics being used uh, in a way for uh, the, under the guise of law enforcement. Well, we'll see what happens uh, next couple of days. In the meantime, Congress is sticking their nose in it and asking him to show up tomorrow. We'll see if he shows up. They didn't subpoena him, but they did ask him to come forward. So we'll see what goes on. Thank you for your comments on that. Um, right in our own backyard, you've been watching and dealing with the case. In fact, you've been handling this case, dealing with the uh, Grants Pass teachers. Give us an update. Yeah, this is a real important case. I think it's the most important in the country dealing with this, this issue uh, because there's, there's multiple uh, facets to it. We're dealing with two teachers, public school teachers, in Grants Pass, Oregon. So on their own time, on their own computer, their own uh, platform, they talk about policies that should be enacted for public schools. Uh, policies like don't lie to parents. Policies like um, teachers should never be required to uh, contribute to a child's confusion regarding their gender. They should never be forced to violate their conscience to do that. These are real basic policies that the overwhelming mainstream of America would support. And they never mentioned what school they taught at. Yet, they were discovered by the school district, by the administration, and they were investigated with a tribunal, if you will, and then they were fired. We at Pacific Justice have moved in, and we have uh, filed a lawsuit, and we're representing these two teachers, and we're willing to take this case, uh, Perry, all the way to the United States Supreme Court if necessary. Uh, this is like... Uh, this is like China, where the government is saying, you have to agree with us, agree with the government policies, or you lose your job. This, that may be fine for communist China, but that's not fine for the United States of America. And we're going to bat for these, uh, these teachers, and uh, we're very confident in the end we're going to prevail. Okay, so okay. the district fires them based upon private activity. So that becomes right. the case. Private uh, speech. Is that, is that right? That's right. Okay, so uh, did the union get involved? <laughs> uh, the union was uh, technically involved, but you know they lifted. They didn't lift uh, anything really for the clients in terms of assistance, uh, material representation. Uh, they were just sort of like, hey, you know, just give in. Uh, just just say you're not going to do it again. Uh, that kind of a representation, which is not representation. Uh, at, at all. So that's why we had to step in. And that's why we have to step in for teachers all across the country with our some, I guess, 29 offices uh, to go to bat for for teachers because they can't count on their union uh, if they have a, a Christian, biblical or conservative worldview involved in any way in their case. So the silence of the union actually becomes an intimidation to shut up for the other teachers help wanting to speak out on the same issues. 
That's right. In fact, uh, other teachers have been quietly supportive of these other of these teachers, uh, the, these two teachers. Of course, you know they're afraid that, that if they spoke up themselves, they would lose their jobs. That's the kind of intolerance that we see in Grants Pass, Oregon, and in places uh, like that, and in blue states across the country, in particular. Uh, so that's why it's so important that we uh, step up. We pick up all the costs, all the expenses for all of our cases. And right now we have over 150 cases in active litigation across the country. And uh, these are this is just one of those cases, but it's very important. So uh, what court will you go before? Uh, this is in federal court, and uh, this is uh, moving uh, full steam ahead. And uh, we're planning on taking this all the way to Supreme Court uh, as we need. Uh, the Ninth Circuit's improved, which is great, uh, but it's something we cannot count on, um, unfortunately. So uh, we're planning on taking this to, to the United States Supreme Court. Wow, that is really something. Um, so we'll see how it turns out. I, uh, like, like you said, this is going to be a precedented case uh, across the country. Uh, anything yeah. else you're working on in the Pacific Northwest that would concern us? Oh yeah, we've, <laughs> we have a lot of a lot of cases. We've got a church that's being sued by Planned Parenthood because uh, even though the church was meeting on on public property, Planned Parenthood, it was near Planned Parenthood's uh, place, so uh, clinic, and they think that they're uh, losing business, even though the worship center, the worship takes place and the service takes place uh, when they're not even open. So Planned Parenthood is trying to s s stifle them. We're defending them. We're defending a, a, a Korean spa that's being sued by Washington State, uh, the, quote, Human Rights Commission, because they didn't allow a man, a full biological man, to go into the women's part of the Korean spa where women are naked, their daughters are naked. Uh, you know, it's, so we're defending this, this Christian-owned business. Uh, the fact is there's, there's a lot going on. We have now have two offices in Washington State. Uh, we're now looking to hire another attorney in the state of Oregon. We already have an office there. Uh, we've got a paralegal. We wanted to hire another paralegal, made an, another attorney. Uh, so we're uh, we're very very busy there in uh, Oregon and Washington. In fact, I'm going to be uh, speaking in uh, the lower part of Oregon uh, later uh, this this spring, and uh, we're really looking forward to doing that. All right. Well, if you're in the lower part, that's us. You better come in the studio here, buddy. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm thank you for that reminder. I'm looking forward to it. It's, uh, I like I like Lower Oregon. I think it's uh, I think it's the prettier part of Oregon myself. So good. Uh, I'm um, wondering in the future. You may already have cases like this on the docket. Um, I'm just wondering about parents' rights and school boards and expression and standing up for their kids. My concern about all this not only do the parents should have a voice. My concern is: Are we heading towards? the elimination of anything in dealing with education outside of public education. In other words, you're going to be forced to put your kid into these government schools. Yeah, that's that's what the left would like. Uh, they feel threatened by private schools, but also the explosion of homeschooling. Uh, and in fact, we at Pacific Justice Institute have been working uh, aggressively to provide models for churches to start church homeschool co-ops. Uh, it's growing like crazy, and in, and in red states, we even see uh, school choice voucher programs, uh, tax credit programs, uh, just exploding where uh, parents of, of lower, especially of lower income, will have a choice and won't have to have their children in these, uh, these, these spiritually dark and evil public schools with have very dangerous indoctrination. 
Uh, this is indisputable. This is uh, you know, curriculum that is controversial, that's now statutorily mandated, actually mandated by states like California, all the way down to the, the, the kindergarten level, pushing uh, radical LGBTQ uh, ideology, uh, attitudes of division and hate through uh, woke and uh, other similar curriculum agendas and CRT. So uh, I think that the trend line we're going to see moving forward, Perry, is more parents able to choose alternatives in education. Uh, the teachers union is fighting hard. Uh, they're pushing hard. Uh, for example, in, you know, in California, they, uh, right now there's legislation that's, that's pending. It's going to effectively, uh, would effectively control all public schools, all curriculum by the state and leave no authority to local school boards practically at all, basically nullifying any voice of parents uh, this is the kind of uh, reaction we see happening, and it's going to backfire. Make no mistake, it is definitely going to backfire. More parents are going to leave those states and leave to freedom-loving states, and that, of course, would be a, a, a tragedy uh, for the sake of freedom and liberty for much of the country. All right, let me take a quick break. Uh, Brad Dacus with us. By the way, you can hear the Dacus Report on the Dove, and uh, check out his website, pji.org. Support them. Uh, they're front line doing work that uh, just is so vital. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. We'll be back to this week's interview in just a few seconds. In the meantime, we want to let you know that you can watch this interview, plus many more exclusive interviews that happen this week on the Dove's daily TV and radio show by visiting our website, thedove.us. And while you're there, sign up for our free daily devotional, The Word for You Today. Three months of daily readings that will connect you with God's Word. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brad Dick is with us, uh, president of the Pacific Justice Institute, an outstanding organization all over the country, uh, but right here in the Pacific Northwest with offices in Oregon and Washington. Hey, just opened up an office in Hawaii. That's pretty blue over there. You got a lot of work to do. Uh, PacificJustice.org or PJI.org. You can go there, check out things, be a part of what they do, support them. Your work goes right to these cases, your support. PJI.org. What are you doing in Hawaii besides eating pineapple? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Um, I, and I, I haven't been out there to visit the uh, the office yet. But uh, this new office is very important because whenever we open an office, it's in response to cases that we have that necessitate the office. Mm. That's how we we function. So uh, we have an attorney there who's a sh very sharp guy, um, very seasoned. And we already have three cases in litigation, and all three of those, at this time, all three of them involve uh, individuals who've been fired uh, because of their faith and convictions against taking a very um, a controversial vaccination for the COVID-19. Um, you know, and a while back, it was uh, an issue, these vaccines were an issue of, you know, speculation and people just praying about it, just having a conviction in their, their gut that, God doesn't want him to take this. Um, now, unfortunately, we now know that uh, those convictions have now been substantiated by um, studies and uh, medical research that have validated uh, the uh, the dangers of, of many of uh, who've uh, had these vaccines and have, are suffering because of it. 
I want to come back to California, Brad, just for a moment. Um, as you know, Walgreens has denied selling the uh, abortion pill in states where they have a law that says you cannot sell anything that kills somebody. And California has that law. And here comes Governor Newsom telling everybody to boycott Walgreens because they're upholding the law and he's basically wanting them to break the law. What's your take on that case? Uh, yeah, so Walgreens, many people say, yeah, go Walgreens. Well, <laughs> actually, Walgreens is just right down the middle here. Uh, they're saying that in states where um, it's, it's legal, um, that uh, to, to give uh, abortion pills uh, to, and, and to sell abortion pills, mm -hmm. they'll sell them. States that say it's illegal, they're saying, no, we're not going to do that. We're, we're not going to go against state laws. They're just right down the middle. Right. Uh, they're not being moralistic in any way, shape, or form here. Um, they're selling pills out there that are going to uh, kill uh, preborn babies in states that'll let them do it. States that say, no, we're not going to, we're not going to let you do that, like Texas and, and others. They're saying, we're not going to violate state law. So Governor Gavin Newsom is very, very extreme here because what he's dictating is he's saying, uh, you know, we want people to boycott Walgreens unless they're willing to break the law in other states and provide something that other states have made illegal. Um, that's very, very unreasonable. And uh, I, I think it's just a political move and has absolutely no legal substance at all behind it. Yeah, I just it's just amazing to me. So the spirit of lawlessness is very much out there. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. You know, uh, so uh, I want to also just ask you in general. I know you work out of California, but uh, the evacuation out of California is amazing. I mean, I was born and raised there. Most of my family is gone now, but um, I'm just kind of curious. Uh, is it true that California, I don't know if you know this or not, but is, is it true that California is always probably one quarter away from bankruptcy? <laughs> That's unfortunately very true, especially if they dole out more money for things that make absolutely no, no sense at all. And I won't, won't go there, but uh, th that's what they're they're doing, um, and it's it's economically a, a downward spiral because they spend more, then they tax more, then they lose revenue, more businesses leave, people who are in the high tax income bracket leave. I know a lot of people who've left. I know people who still have a house in California but spend fifty one percent of their time in in Texas, Arizona, other parts of uh, Nevada. Um, so they're losing more and more revenue. Plus people are, you know, are, are leaving, uh, taking jobs, taking their businesses outside of California. And uh, this trend line will, will mean the eventual economic collapse of California. And unfortunately, you know, two out, uh, three out of, out of uh, five Californians are still voting for this stuff. At the ballot box, about 60% are still voting for candidates supporting these kinds of uh, illogical policies economically. And then, of course, they're also using these tax dollars to support evil things in terms of public education, abortion, um, immoral uh, laws allowing criminals to, uh, to go off scot-free. So long as they steal something that's under $900 worth of, va of value, pretty much off scot-free. So we have havoc. Here we have laws that was passed protecting prostitutes from harassment, 
protecting kidnappers from prosecution if the reason was to take a kid from somewhere else and uh, so that they can have the child have body parts cut off in the name of of the LGBTQ. Uh, just crazy, crazy uh, bills and legislation. And we at Pacific Justice are fighting it. But uh, uh, at the end of the day, it's the will of the people that prevail on many, on many of these bills and laws. And uh, that's uh, that's so they're getting what they're asking for. And many level-headed people are leaving the state in droves. And they'll, they'll continue. Yeah. Um, I know you also are very concerned and you're very active in protecting um, Christians from persecution, not only in states, but literally around the world. Uh, but Christian persecution in the United States in a very subtle way uh, is, is ratcheting up uh, and corporate America is involved with it. Uh, I guess corporations can make their policies and uphold them even though they are totally woke. Uh, does does a Christian have any pushback to a corporation or not? They have tremendous pushback, and that's why we at Pacific Justice uh, Institute have sued corporations. We're looking to sue more corporations uh, who are, have policies that are violative of the Title VII rights of employees when it comes to religious tolerance and accommodation. In fact, right now, uh, we have uh, dozens and dozens of lawsuits uh, against employers. Uh, for violating these Title VII rights. Uh, I would say we're probably the most aggressive organization of our kind in the country, with more offices, by the way, than any other organization of our kind across the country, coast to coast, uh, taking on uh, these some of these big companies, as, as well as state attorney generals, who are supporting uh, intolerance of people of faith in the workplace. Uh, so it's, it is, it's, it's, it's ratcheting up, but make no mistake, uh, we're definitely responding to it. In fact, uh, if uh, there are individuals out there who've uh, have had to uh, who are suffering because of a mandate by their employer uh, because to, to take a vaccine that went against their faith and conviction and they went ahead and took that va that vaccine and now they're they're suffering or maybe they have a loved one that died because of that uh, they should contact Pacific Justice Institute if that mandate was not as a result of legislation but was the independent act of an employer then that employer is going to be held responsible. And we intend to, to do just that across the country. So summarize quickly for us Title VII. Yeah, Title VII deals with discrimination. It basically says an employer cannot discriminate against employees for a, a number of reasons. Uh, race, ethnicity, uh, gender, uh, you know, it's uh, also disability, uh, but also religion, uh, faith. Uh, that is another reason they, they can't discriminate. And if an employee, if they ask an employee to do something that violates their faith, uh, maybe work on Sunday, uh, Sunday morning, and the pe person wants to go to church, for example, the employer has to try to reasonably accommodate them uh, absent an undue burden or hardship. Uh, this is very powerful uh, legislation that we have used over and over again to protect people of faith. Never in my life have I seen more cases and more people being purged from the workplace because of their faith. And it's not just the government now, it's also private companies Although in the past, the government has been the biggest bully where we've had to use Title VII. So as you go against the corporation on Title VII uh, and, and, and you win, are there punitive damages involved in these cases, in these awards? Uh, yes, there are. And, and that's why we strongly uh, encourage and give employers the opportunity to quickly settle matters, to rehire people that they fired. Uh, but most of the time anymore, it looks like uh, they're not stepping up uh, quickly enough. And so uh, we have to actually file lawsuits. 
we don't like to file lawsuits if they're not necessary. It's a waste of time, waste of resources, um, you know, to file a lawsuit if you don't need to. But uh, these lawsuits we file are ones that we have to file, and uh, we uh, usually prevail. And uh, that reputation really helps us uh, get uh, things settled uh, often sooner rather than later. Yeah. Well, you're do a great work, Brad. How many offices now? We now have 29 offices in 23 states, coast to coast, from Miami to Boston and uh, Seattle, uh, down to Orange County and da- you know uh, Houston to, to Chicago, and many places in between. So, uh, people need assistance. They shouldn't help to con- uh, shouldn't hesitate to contact us. We're a nonprofit, 501c3 ministry. So, if they want to support our work or get our newsletter updates, uh, they can go to just pji.org. Uh, pji.org and we're here to serve always without charge and uh, looking forward to serving people watching this program right now okay pji.org go there and uh, if you feel led support them because their their support goes right through to these pro bono cases thank you brad god bless you pal when you come to southern oregon you have to come to our studios and i might put you in a boat and fish you for a day oh i would love that i love fishing that'd be great okay see ya Thanks. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this week's Focus Today podcast. Remember, you can visit our website to check out all the interviews we did this week on our daily Focus Today TV show at thedove.us. And if you like this podcast, please take a moment to rate us and share it with your friends.